재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 And we're back for part two of our discussion on the 30th anniversary of the Chernobyl nuclear disaster, the world's most catastrophic nuclear accident. In this segment, we're going to be talking about the current state of uh, the nuclear accident site. Um, Also, a lot of the concerns over uh, nuclear safety, uh, both at home and abroad. Uh, We've been talking about some of the um, concerns here in Korea. Of course, our neighbor, Japan, uh, wrestling with this issue as well. Give us your thoughts. Text us at pound 1013 for 51 or send us a cacao talk message. Joining us here in the studio once again uh, from Seoul National University's nuclear engineering professors Ha Yun-yeol and from Seoul National University's Environmental and Energy Policy uh, Department, Professor Yoon Soon-jin. Thank you both for joining us once again. Professor Ha, just follow up on what you mentioned uh, earlier about the death toll, um, how it's so unknowable. F- you said 40 to 400,000, four zeros. So a lot of people find that number amazing because you go, why is that gap so big even let's say the very different event like the uh, the Gwangju massacre people mm-hmm. will have the government estimate is low like in the low hundreds but then the protesters say it's maybe in the thousands but even that the gap is maybe at most in the thousands is this lack of transparency or is it just the factors in the ground just make it difficult to really estimate probably both think about this Henry because it's been 30 years three decades and it turns out that many of them begin to die of natural cause. So it's getting harder and harder to draw a line in between if this death is resulting from that very accident or it just died of um, natural cause. That's one thing. And the other thing is that uh, basically there are more than just one international organizations, WHO and somebody else. So sometimes, and also there are those green guys, Greenpeace, and normally they tend to come up with some more zeros. And in this case, apparently, they came up with the um, maximum, mm. it was close to, almost close to a million, mm. which is hard to swallow. Yeah. Anyway, the reason is that, um, as I said, those 31 plus 25 more were apparently died of, actually, they died of uh, basically just radiation damage, mm. just clear enough, acute damage. But other than because they were really trying to pour concrete water, trying to dig the ground just so that there is not going to be a second or a third explosion because they were getting worried about following explosions, which may really devastate the neighboring. There were three more reactors beside. So that was clear enough. But by then, now the children at the time are getting aged Mm. And some of them apparently are suffering from thyroid cancer. Mm. But then again, I'm not sure. I'm not a doctor, it's, medical right, doctor. There's a correlation or exactly. causality. Exactly. So the causality becomes actually fuzzy and fuzzier, in fact, as time goes okay. by. So it's getting harder, I Interesting. think. Now, Professor Yoon, um, you talked about the environmental damage there, but uh, we've seen recent pictures and accounts of, oh, wild animals have kind of gone into these areas where it used to be habitated by by humans. And so some people might think, oh, great, we have Winnie the Pooh and Bambi, they're back in there. And this doesn't sound like it's, um, I guess, um, not as damaging to the natural ecosystem than humans? I don't think so. I think uh, they 
are uh, contaminating too because you know when i visited munich germany and the person people there said they are find or they found some uh, boars wild boars who are contaminated by radioactive materials do you know the level 600 times over the permissible level so you know People and animals do not know how risky it is because we cannot feel or we cannot know the risk by intuition. So, you know, animals do not know the risk. So they Mm. are living there. So they are getting cancers and other diseases. So even though they do not die instantly, but they have impact from that kind of contaminated ecosystem. Right, because deers don't have this sort of like uh, evacuation system protocol within their herds, right? That 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 makes sense. But so then the question is, if if animals can live and thrive there, humans returning there, we're saying we're talking about, uh, can they eventually go back and live there? But not in our lifetimes, but eventually, can they? Uh, you know, it is just a time period issue. How long will it take? Some or scholars said 900 years. I think it is very underestimated Mm. because some radioactive materials have a value period is over 10,000. So, you know, half value period means the period to become the half of toxicity. So it doesn't mean it disappeared from the environment. So, you know, we don't know how when we have a safe and maybe clear, a clean environment there. Yeah, and that is, again, problematic. The The question, and it's a debate, Professor Sa, that we've talked about many times here about uh, nuclear power, nuclear power policy uh, in Korea, mm-hmm. in Japan. They had the moratorium. Even countries like uh, Germany announced a uh, moratorium on, on nuclear power. Ukraine itself, uh, since gaining independence from uh, the Soviet Union and becoming their own country, uh, as far as nuclear weapons are concerned, they did cooperate with the nuclear, uh, with the international community uh, to resolve that issue. But they are still known to be very dependent on nuclear energy. Uh, I guess estimate about 50% of the electricity needs provided so. by, right. by uh, 15 nuclear uh, nuclear reactors. 15. 15, right. right. The, I guess the, people would ask you then is mm-hmm. the worst event this country, is it impossible economically for them to, I uh-huh. suppose, try to find another uh, alternative energy source? Well, I guess it's a million-dollar question, but I guess you're asking the wrong guy. Maybe President Poroshenko of uh-huh. Ukraine might be uh, the right guy. But anyway, my guess is that basically um, I'm aware what kind of discussions might have gone within their uh, minds, for example, and then they must have brought all the agenda on table, and that must have included – or that – probably must have included renewables, solar photovoltaic or wind power. But then again, I believe, I guess, they ran into trouble with their electrical grid and intermittency problem. The sun may not be shining all the time. The wind may not be blowing all the 24-7. Then those systems have to be backed up by energy storage system. So until then, probably they have sort of put this renewables off a little bit. They didn't give it up, but maybe not... Now, maybe yeah. later, 10, 20 years, we'll see. So that's like a postpone a little bit. Sure. And then in the meantime, they can try to resort to this yeah. nuclear power, not because they like it, but because they would need it.
Yeah, right. It takes economic resources to do that. Ukraine mm-hmm. has been struggling, and of course, they have a, a war. They're essentially fighting exactly. in eastern Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, so there are certainly mm-hmm. uh, other priorities at risk. Although people would uh, like to see a resolution to that debate. Now, the lifetimes, life cycles of nuclear power plants. I know we've talked about it here mm-hmm. in the past on our program. Uh, apparently, four out of the fifteen. Um, power plants, nuclear plants in Ukraine have extended. Extended, exactly. Um, is that uh, problematic? Do you feel that those should be shut down? What do you? What are you? I would say I'm afraid to say that um, it's really concerning me because their design totally differs from the Western design. For example, they don't have a quite proper quote unquote containment. They're like more like confinement. Pretty thin, and also their uh, reactor design is prone to uh, the runaway reaction. If something gets accelerated, then there has to be a self-correcting mechanism, which is present in the Western design. That includes ours and Japanese, but not in theirs. So I am getting really concerned mm-hmm. about their decision to go at with perhaps ten more, twenty more. That's different than the situation in the United States. They can go ahead. Possibly, and we can possibly go ahead, but we decided to stop Korea Unit 1, which I believe was the right decision. So I believe basically safety comes first, last, and always. It should be on top of economy. So I think that should be kept in mind. And that is another aspect of uh, economic uh, strength too, right? I would think so. If Korea is economically able to Mm. afford it, but Ukraine has maybe some difficulties in Exactly, that's what I would guess. Uh, Professor Yoon, uh, speaking of these uh, chain reaction fires, there's been accounted for about over a thousand wildfires uh, in the years between 1993 and 2010 in that uh, Chernobyl exclusive zones. Is that potentially something that could make Chernobyl more radioactive? Are we worried about things like that? A new disaster in this shutdown plant, maybe even climate change, uh, the temperatures uh, that might affect it? Um, maybe I think since I'm not a natural scientist or engineer, so I do not know the exact effect. But, uh, however, I can guess in a common sense, forest is one of the most difficult sites where radioactivity cannot be uh, cleaned up. So maybe fires can make problems worse. And maybe if we have um, increasing temperature and because of that, temperature we have fires, maybe the situation will be worse because, you know, their radioactivity cannot be cleaned up and the fire makes the Mm. concentration of the radioactive materials will be increasing. So it can make more risk, I think. Professor Saul, as a nuclear scientist, as far as wildfires go or rising temperatures, mm-hmm. if with a shutdown plant in Chernobyl, are there risks? Or are there uh, it's actually 50-50 because uh, it has to do with the environmental science, by the way, rather than nuclear engineering. Okay. Because so I would really respect what uh, Professor Yoon has just said. Well, Professor Yoon, you've joined us as well when we talked about the 2011 Fukushima mm-hmm. nuclear uh, disaster, 1986 Chernobyl. 2011 uh, Fukushima, uh, both disasters, but very different causes. Of course, one was perhaps human error. One was maybe a a natural disaster trigger. Uh, Can you compare how they, I I suppose, 
are. And as far as environmental damage, I think we all agree Chernobyl was far worse. But what what has been the damage if you assess both of them? I think even though the causes of two accidents are not the same, the result has the common feature. Anyhow, those two accidents have caused the big pain and death of people and uh, made the land into uh, the abandoned area. So entrance into that area is prohibited in both areas. And in addition, the degree and the time of human engagement are different, uh, but human mistakes are associated with in both extent, even though, you know, natural disaster, tsunami or earthquake caused the uh, Fukushima accident, still human error was uh, involved. So it is the same. So those both accidents inform us risk technology that nuclear technology is very risky and we cannot handle or control that risky technology. Mm. That lesson is the same, I think. And human error uh, can always occur. And uh, maybe nuclear, sa- nuclear is, uh, can be controlled safely. That is a kind of myth. Both accidents give the same lesson in that sense, I think. Professor So, I guess from a nuclear scientist perspective, I know that um, you, you've observed both events. Um, and Fukushima is certainly a disaster and, and a horrific event and very uneasy to have it so close by here. But it has to a certain extent, been contained better than than Chernobyl as far as the fallout? Actually, it's hard to say. And I'm actually more of an engineer than a scientist by living. Anyway, um, I tend to agree with her in the sense that um, both of the accidents came from... Both of them are man-made. Okay. You know, what about this Chernobyl? How about Fukushima? We should keep in mind that there were the same kinds of plants right beside Fukushima Daini. They were all safe from the same disaster. Why? Because they listened to the designers. Fukushima Daiichi, they didn't listen. They didn't mm. think about that high tsunami. So it was really man-made. They could have been avoided, yeah. by the way. So anyway, I believe... Probably in that sense, um, Russia, or at the time USSR, has done a better job because they put in thousands of liquidators to do the job of cleaning. But Japan decided not to do so until very late. And by then, Mm. it was too late. They lost three reactors plus one spent fuel. They lost all four. So I believe Japanese were a little bit more stupid in not wow. doing the right thing at the right time. Yeah, very, very blunt assessment indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, another issue, and I know there will be perhaps some slight uh, difference of opinion here. Uh, the, Professor Yoon, how would you assess the current state of the South Korean nuclear power plants? You, you mentioned complete 100% safety is a myth for nuclear power. Um, do you think uh, South Korea should upgrade safety measures uh, or do something even more? I think uh, even though some people resist mm. against uh, nuclear, the use of nuclear power plant, but they do not say we should close all the reactors instantly or quickly. Maybe we cannot do that, but I, my opinion is we do not, we should not expand the number of nuclear power reactors anymore and use safely during 
the we use that reactors and then we need to think about the phasing out and during that time we need to improve our energy efficiency improvement technology and we need to change our lifestyle and maybe improve energy efficiency technology that those are very important so just uh, this and that not that kind right. of stuff maybe so I mean, phasing you're not demanding snap your finger and shut down everything but definitely expansion would be going in the wrong direction is is the main yes, main point yes. here we have a question from one of our listeners um professors hall maybe you can help us answer this professors um from kakalta our listener asking i know for a fact that poor management is a major cause of nuclear accident you pointed at that mm-hmm. as well um in terms of this how well do you think the korean government is doing i think they're they have learned the lessons from both Kushima and Chernobyl. But things that maybe I can come back to the car business again. When it comes to safety, it's not just car, because we may want to put in many, many brakes. But then again, the cars may tend to stop while it's supposed to be running. So the problem boils down to the driver, which is operator in case of nuclear power plants. So as far as we can really educate and train the people and then get them involved in what's called nuclear safety first rather than economicity or making profit. Then again, I think nuclear power plants must be on the safer side than on the other side, apparently home and abroad. Okay. We're almost out of time already, so I would just want to get some final thoughts from both of our panelists. Uh, Professor Yoon, uh, what measures do you think should be taken uh, by the government authorities, I guess here in Korea as well, uh, to prevent any type of Chernobyl disaster in the future? I think uh, safe management is one of the most important things, but... Uh, again, we need to think about uh, reduction of our electricity consumption, not just uh, expansion of uh, supply. So that is the most important thing. So in that case, maybe we need to save our electricity consumption and efficiency improvement and then renewable energy technology expansion. Those are the alternatives. Uh, maybe it is suggested by all of the world. So we should follow that way. Professor Sao, final thoughts from you as well? I come from a little different direction because uh, it was really the overconfidence on the Russian engine, at the USSR engine at the time. So they made a mistake. So the real lesson from both accidents that we should not be overconfident of ourselves. The IAEA person, personnel came over to the site and then they checked on the overconfidence that might be prevailing in the Korean engineers. We should be getting rid of it. We should come to ground zero and then start from scratch. Plain, simple, because all the nuclear plants are prone to uh, accidents. There are going to be no exceptions. Right. And so bottom line, as you say, you can have the Mercedes of nuclear power plants, all the safety features Mm -hmm. apply, but if the human driver is going crazy, no matter what, uh, something can happen as a That's disaster. That's the message. Uh, great discussion. Professor Yoon Sun-jin, Professor Seok yoon uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Obviously, uh, a very difficult moment in human history, and hopefully the lessons have indeed uh, been learned. Uh, both of you, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you.